Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode and today we're going to be talking about praising the Lord and it is going to be really amazing. But before we get into it, let's have a word of prayer so the Lord will be with us as we learn more of how we can praise His holy, wonderful name. With that, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you do for us. Lord, we praise you for all of the blessings, all of the goodness, all of the mercies that you show to us day by day and with each passing moment. Lord, there is just so many things that we need to praise you for, for holding up the very worlds in your hands, for giving us life and health, and for just keeping us safe throughout the day. There's just so many things to be thankful for and to praise your holy name. Help us, Lord, to remember to praise you more every single day, to praise you for the blessings that we receive that day, and to thank you for it. And Lord, we thank you so much for giving your son to die on the cross for us, to forgive us of our sins so that we can be with you forever. We ask all this in your precious, holy, wonderful son's name. Amen. All right, so this is really the time when everybody thinks about these kinds of things, and I wanted to do this, and so now I'm doing it because this podcast is good for any month, every single day. doesn't matter because we always need to be praising the Lord, and that is what we were going to be talking about. The Bible has so many verses about praising the Lord, and there's so many stories and instances, and we're going to talk about a couple of them. But right now, let's get into some of the Bible verses. There's so many great ones in the Psalms, but let's do Isaiah 25 1 first. It says, O Lord, thou art my God, I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name, for thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsel of old are faithfulness and truth. Psalms 150 verse 6 says, Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Psalms 103 verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Here we see again and again, and you see throughout a lot of the Bible, how they praise the Lord and and we were told to praise the Lord. And you see Miriam and all of the children of Israel praising the Lord after the Red Sea instance. You see David praising the Lord over and over again in the Psalms. You see Paul and Silas when they were in the jail house singing and praising the Lord instead of complaining about their circumstances. A lot of the martyrs on the when they were thrown to the lions and put up on the stakes and burned alive, they were singing praises to the Lord while they were going through those horrible atrocities. And in fact, you, we can find the story of Paul and Silas in Acts 16:25. It says, "And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them." Whenever we are sad or start to feel that creeping depression that sometimes can come upon us, we need to praise the Lord instead. We need to go immediately to the Lord and pray and praise his name. Because if we just allow ourselves to sit in that, it'll just get worse and worse. And it is not good for our health and our well-being. And Satan can influence us the most when we allow that to take hold of our lives. We should not allow that despondency to take hold for a long period of time or at all. We need to go to the Lord as soon as possible. In Psalms 28, 7, it says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise him. So here again, it's told how when we go to the Lord, he will help us, for he's our strength and our shield, and we can trust in him, and
And then we need to praise him for the deliverance and for all of the things that he's done for us to get us to this place. And now I wanted to talk about the story that we find in 2 Chronicles 20. It's about Jehoshaphat. And the children of Moab came and were going to fight against Jehoshaphat and also with the Ammonites. And you can read the whole story for yourself in chapter 20. I won't go into all of it. But the point is they were, the children of Israel were not sure what to do because they were outnumbered and they were sure that they were going to lose the battle. But instead of losing heart, they prayed and they asked the Lord. It says this in verse 15. And he said, hearken ye all Judah. This is Jehaziel that said this. And he said, hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff. And basically it's saying the battle, ye shall not fight in the battle and that the salvation comes from the Lord and that they needed to worship the Lord and praise the Lord through song. And so they stood up and they praised the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and then they saw that their enemies were conquered and they were fighting against each other instead of the Israelites. And so they didn't even have to raise one single sword for themselves. The battle was won because instead of fearing it and like, oh no, the Lord may not be with us or not relying on the Lord and not trusting the Lord, they put their trust in the Lord. This prophet told them how they, the Lord was going to win the victory and told them what to do. They listened, they followed the instructions, they praised the Lord instead and sang to the Lord and the battle was won. And that is how we can do it in our life too. That is how we can fight against the devil, how we can fight against the adversary and win because we do not have to fear anything. We can put our trust in the Lord and he will get us the victory over sin and he will help us because when we go to him and bow our knee and praise the Lord and go to him and he promises us that he will be there with us and help us. And it says neither height nor debt nor tribulation. When tribulation comes, we don't need to be worried about it because we can be of good cheer because he's overcome the world. He's overcome Satan. He's overcome all of those things. And we read about it all the time. He tells us to be of good cheer for he's with us and to be strong. He told Joshua, don't be afraid for I'm with you. Over and over again, we are told these same things. And it's a beautiful, wonderful promise. And now I want to read some quotes and talk about it. In SPM 148.2, it says this, there are lessons to learn daily in regard to offering praise and thanksgiving to God. To praise God and glorify him in the fullness and sincerity of heart is as much the duty of those who love God as is prayer. We are to show to all the heavenly intelligences that we appreciate their ministrations and that we are expecting and waiting for the goodness and mercy and large blessings of God. Never should we lose sight of his wondrous love for the fallen human family. We are under obligations to God to offer thanksgiving. Whoso offereth praise glorifieth God. After a special outpouring of his Holy Spirit, our cheerfulness, our helpfulness, our joy in the Lord will be increased by recounting his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. This will make the Christian courageous and yet simple and trustful as a little child. Read Matthew 18, 1-6. True humility will be evidenced by recounting the mercy 
mercies of God. Think of his goodness and praise his name. The more we see and tell of the love and goodness and compassion of God, the more will gratitude spring up in our hearts. This will put a stop to grumbling, distrust, censoring, jealousy, and evil surmising are never cherished in a heart that is thankful because of the mercies of God. True Christian life is that of higher and still higher education. Christian must grow up to the full stature of men and women in Christ Jesus. This is the character we must form if we have the wisdom of the Lord with us. This is very interesting and very powerful. We have to praise the Lord more because when we praise the Lord, we don't have time to be thinking about woe is me. We don't have time to let the devil in our thoughts. We are praising the Lord for what he did for us and there are so many things that we don't even think about sometimes throughout the day. The very air that we breathe is something that we can praise the Lord about. Just those tiny things that we take for granted. We should be praising the Lord through song, through just words, through whatever way you want to praise the Lord. Praise him in that way with a heart full of thanksgiving. The angels sing songs and praise him all the time and the other unfallen worlds too. And we need to praise him more and pray to him more. It says this in Christ Object Lessons 298.4 to page 300.3. The Lord desires us to make mention of his goodness and tell of his power. He is honored by the expression of praise and thanksgiving. He says, Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. Psalms 50.23. The people of Israel as they journey through the wilderness praise God in sacred song. The commandments and promises of the Lord were set to music and all along the journey these were sung by the pilgrim travelers and in Canaan as they met at their sacred feasts God's wonderful works were to be recounted and grateful thanksgiving was to be offered to his name God desires that the whole life of his people should be a life of praise thus his way was to be made known upon earth his saving health among all nations Psalm 67 2 I want to make a note here and say that it is a wonderful thing to sing the Bible verses. And there are scripture songs that you can find on YouTube and CDs that you can find that have wonderful, beautiful scripture songs. And it really helps the word of God to stick in your mind more when you sing the scripture songs. And they are so beautiful. I often wish that I could hear David play his harp and sing. It is told that he was a beautiful singer and that he had such a great talent with the harp, which is why Saul wanted him to come and play it for him in the first place. It would be an amazing thing to hear it firsthand and to hear the angels praising the Lord, all of their voices swelling together. That would be sending goosebumps all over our bodies. It's just amazing that we will be able to sing with the angels one day and praise the Lord for all that he's done for us. It continues. So it should be now. The people of the world are worshiping false gods. They are to be turned from their false worship, not by hearing denunciations of their idols, but by beholding something better. God's goodness is to be made known. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Isaiah 43, 12. The Lord desires us to appreciate the great plan of redemption, to realize our high privilege as the children of God, and to walk before him in obedience. 
with grateful thanksgiving. He desires us to serve him in newness of life, with gladness every day. He longs to see gratitude welling up in our hearts because our names are written in the Lamb's book of life, because we may cast all our care upon him who cares for us. He bids us rejoice because we are the heritage of the Lord, because the righteousness of Christ is the white robes of his saints, because we have the blessed hope of the soon coming of our Savior. Another note here is that we do not go to the Lord and cast our cares upon him as we should. Every single care and stress and thing that we harbor in our hearts, we need to go to the Lord in prayer and say, take this burden from my soul. Help me, Lord, figure this out. Help me not to be stressed out about this. Help me to handle this in a wise way, in a way that you would have me handle this. Help me to have your wisdom. Give me the strength to get through this trial, this tribulation, through the stress of life, through whatever it is. We need to go to the Lord more in prayer because if we do not cast our cares upon the Lord, if we do not praise his name, then it can lead to depression. It can lead us to questioning God. It can lead us on a very deep, dark pathway. And that is very scary indeed. And I often pray and ask the Lord, help me to be better. Help me to grow. Help me to hate sin. And these are the things that we need to do and we need to strive for. And the more that we strive for it, the more we'll be tempted. The more things will come in our pathway that the devil brings to us because he doesn't want us to succeed. And he knows when we're trying because he sees our habits and he sees the way that we live. So when he sees us on our knees praying and reading our Bible, then he starts to bring trials and tribulations to us to make us lose our temper, to make us grumble and complain, to make the stress levels in our life go up, whatever the case may be. And we are given the tools to combat it. We just need to do it more than we have ever done it before because time is running out. This is what she says. These exercises drive back the power of Satan. They expel the spirit of murmuring and complaint and the tempter loses ground And what I was just talking about. They cultivate those attributes of character which will fit the dwellers on earth for the heavenly mansions. Such a testimony will have an influence upon others. No more effective means can be employed for winning souls to Christ. We are to praise God by tangible service, by doing all in our power to advance the glory of his name. God imparts his gifts to us that we also may give and thus make known his character to the world. Under the Jewish economy, gifts and offerings formed an essential part of God's worship. The Israelites were taught to devote a tithe of all their income to the service of the sanctuary. Besides this, they were also to bring sin offerings, free will gifts, and offerings of gratitude. These were the means for supporting the ministry of the gospel for that time. God expects no less from us than he expects from his people anciently. The great work for the salvation of souls must be carried forward in the tithe with gifts and offerings. He has made provision for this work. Thus, he intends that the ministry of the gospel shall be sustained. He claims the tithe as his own, and it should ever be regarded as a sacred reserve to be placed in his treasury for the benefit of his cause. He asks also for our free will gifts and offerings of gratitude. All are to be devoted to the sending of the gospel unto the uttermost parts of the earth. We have a part to play and we must play it. It is not just all about praying and, and praising the Lord on our own term, although that is a big part of it. We must also then take that message to the world. We are to be a light to shine in the darkness. We cannot hide our light under a bushel because if we do that, then we could extinguish ourselves. 
lights. That's what happens when you sometimes put a cap on a candle like they did years ago. It put out the light. So we must let our lights shine bright if we want to continue being a light for the Lord. If we want to continue to shine and I want to continue to shine bright. That is why I do these podcasts. That is why I hope that these podcasts reach someone and help someone along the way and then and inspire other people to help more people. And I pray that the Lord continues to lead and guide and direct. And please continue to pray for me as well. And please share it with all that you know. And I want to read R.H. August 5th, 1890, paragraph 7 through paragraph 12. It says, In just a little time, Christ will come in power and great glory. And what a terrible thing it would be if we should not be ready. Let us get ready at once. Separate evil from you. Begin to sing the song of praise and rejoicing here below. Do you want to learn the song of praise here? Do not let a single word of bitterness or envy or fault finding escape your lips, but let your lips be tuned to praise God. There is enough to discourage us everywhere, but we must look to the author and the finisher of our faith, and by beholding his loveliness and purity become changed into the same image. You can feast your soul on his love. You can know that you are obtaining the victory every day. You can rejoice in the Lord. I am so sorry for my master because he hears so little praise, so little thankfulness for the love that he has bestowed upon us. Angels in heaven are praising God all the time. And here are mortals for whom Christ left the heavenly home and suffered mockery, insult, and death that he might lift us up to sit in heavenly places and they offer no song of praise. That is very sad indeed. If you sit in heavenly places with Christ, you cannot refrain from praising God. Begin to educate your tongues to praise him and train your hearts to make melody to God. And when the evil one begins to settle his gloom about you, sing praise to God. When things go crossways at your homes, strike up a song about the matchless charms of the Son of God. And I tell you, when you touch this strain, Satan will leave you. You can drive out the enemy with his gloom. His dark shadow will be swept from your pathway by praising God and you can see oh so much clearer the love and compassion of your heavenly father. It is Satan's studied effort to eclipse the light of the sun of righteousness so that you cannot see it. Your mind should be uplifted to God. You should have praise meetings in your family and in the church. Do not tell a dismal story at any time or in any place. Let the whole world look upon you and say, these are people who love God, for we can see his image reflected in them. Now, brethren and sisters, may the grace of God and his blessings come into your hearts. God does not want you to gather to your souls every little trial and difficulty and talk to them until you become discouraged and changed into a cloud of gloom and discouragement. Uplift your soul into the pure heavenly atmosphere. Get out of the moral miasma of this low earthliness. Let the soul open to the love of God. Be of 
good courage, brethren and sisters. Jesus lives. He is your Savior. He wants to save every one of you. He wants to place a crown of glory upon every brow. Let us act before the world as God's peculiar people, showing forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Oh, what a time of rejoicing there will be in heaven when we get out of the perplexities of this life. With gladness, we shall cast our crowns at the Savior's feet. We shall touch the golden harps and fill all heaven with the richest harmony. Let us touch the harps here and let our lips glorify God. This is an amazing quote because it tells us so much. We cannot dwell on all of the things of this earth and all of the sorrows and all of the conflict and all of the stress that come to us day by day. All of us have a different story. All of us have trials and tribulations, whatever they may be. But the Bible tells us again and again to cast those cares upon the Lord, to be of good cheer because dwelling on it does nothing but make the matter worse. We cannot change everything in our lives sometimes. We have to handle it in a certain way and we are given the keys by which we can handle it. And when we do this and when we sing up that song of praise and glory, we are told that Satan will leave us. We do not have to be in darkness. We do not have to be sad and discouraged. We can get rid of all of that simply by praising the Lord. And that is an amazing thought. And we must do it more. We don't think of it when the time comes. And when somebody tells you that, especially when you're in a mood, you don't want to be told that because you like being in your misery. You like this little hold that Satan has on you and you want to feel that gloom and despair all around you. But we are told that we need to cast it off the moment it comes to us and not let Satan hold us because that is Satan giving us those thoughts, giving those sad feelings to us. Now, it might be a little bit different if you're grieving somebody, but you can grieve somebody in the right way too. You don't have to let it take a hold of your whole life. You can cast that grief to the Lord too. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to cry about it, to have that moment of grief, to get it out. But then we have to move on with our lives. We can't let it affect the rest of our life and get us down and depressed. That's why you have a season for mourning and then a season for joy, we're told. There is a time for everything. But joy comes in the morning, we're told. After darkness, there is light. We cannot stay in that darkness. It does us no good. It says this in AMR 443.4. All that God expects of you and all other Christians is that you live out your profession. Show that Christ's word is true, that he can keep human beings from sin. Conform your life to his pure, beautiful, holy life. Obey his commandments. This will bring you practical godliness. This is amazing. This is what we need to do. We need to show the world that it is possible to live without sin. We need to show the world that our Savior loves them and that he wants them to be saved. We need to be cheerful, happy Christians and let that light shine out of us. That We have to reflect the Son of Righteousness, which is Jesus. We have to be a star witness to the world. Stars shine bright. They reflect the light from others stars. The sun of righteousness shines upon us and we need to reflect that light to others in the world. This is why I focus so much on this because it is so amazing to me. It is so beautiful and such a great lesson and things that we can see every 
single night we look upon the stars. Every single day we have these reminders all around us of God's love and goodness and kindness. And these things we can all praise the Lord for. So it's an amazing, beautiful thing. It says this in letter 72, 1903. I think this goes with the MR one, but I not sure in my notes here. But it says, do not dwell upon the hardship of the Christian life. Do not talk of your trials. For if you do, you will become more and more inclined to complain of God. Talk of the love of Christ, bringing it into your heart and life. Be thankful that the Lord has spared you, that you have not been cut off without having gained a preparation for entrance into the heavenly kingdom, where there is no sin, no sorrow. You have only one life in which to perfect a Christian character. If you reveal the grace of God in your character, if the law of kindness is ever upon your lips, if you constantly thank the Lord for his goodness to you, you are preparing to praise him in the home above. That is a beautiful thing and it's very serious. We have only one life in which to perfect Christian character. How are we spending that time to perfect our Christian characters? We must get serious. We must pray more and we must praise the Lord more. In PH 117 64.2 it says the seeds of truth that are being sown by missionary efforts will then spring up and blossom and bear fruit. Souls will receive the truth who will endure tribulation and praise God that they may suffer for Jesus. In the world ye shall have tribulation but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through the earth, when the fan is purging Jehovah's floor, God will be the help of his people. The trophy of Satan may be exalted on high, but the faith of the pure and holy will not be daunted. This is an amazing thing, and this is what we have been talking about all throughout this podcast. We can praise him through the tribulations. We need to praise him through the tribulations and the trials and the hardships and all of the things in our life we need to praise him for it because all of it, all of it is to help us to rely more on the Lord, to perfect our Christian characters, to help us to become more like Jesus so that we have an opportunity option, what we can do when these things arise. Do we A, go to the Lord for help and to praise him for the things that are going on in our life, even though it might be really hard to deal with and we have all of these things that are going on and it's like, but Lord, I have this. And instead, are we going to complain about all of that or are we going to praise the Lord and ask him for his wisdom and put our cares and our trust and our burdens in his hand and ask him what we should do, how we should handle this in his way, not our way? Or are we going to do what we, our flesh wants us to do, what sin and evil wants us to do? Those are the choices we make. We either make the decisions for good or for evil. And those are the only choices that we make. And we make those choices day by day. But when we fall, we can arise with the Lord's help. And we must do that. And we must prepare for time is short. And we need to be ready to go home so we can praise the Lord with the angels up there and praise him forevermore. And we should praise him every single day of our lives, not just wait till we are in heaven. And that is why I wanted to do this podcast, to show how important it is to praise the Lord. And now I want to sing this song, Praise to the Lord. You might be familiar with it. It goes like this. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. Oh, my soul, praise him for he is your health and salvation. Come all who hear now to his temple draw near. Join me in glad adoration. 
praise to the Lord above all things so wondrously reigning, sheltering under his wings and so gently sustaining. Have you not seen all that is needful has been sent by his gracious ordaining? Praise to the Lord who will prosper your work and defend you. Surely his goodness and mercy shall daily attend you. Ponder on who what the Almighty can do if with his love he befriends you. Praise to the Lord, oh, let all that is in me adore him. All that has life and breath come now with praises before him. Let the amen sound from his people again, gladly forever adore him. Amen. And we do need to praise the Lord for he is mighty and he does give us all of those wonderful things, all of the beautiful life we have, the salvation that we are blessed to receive. And we need to let others know so that they can praise the Lord and we can all join together one day and sing that glorious, praiseful song with all of the saints and all of the angels and all of the other worlds together. That'll be a beautiful, beautiful thing to participate and to hear. And I can't wait to join in that heavenly song. And I hope you want to join in that heavenly song as well. Remember what it says in Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So with all of this being said, let your light so shine so that you are a star witness for the Lord.